You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart Obi Ikweme. Revelation 3. I want us to read together as a happy family from 14th verse to the 20th verse of the third chapter of Revelation, the book of Apocalypse, the Revelation. And if you will also put a bookmark in Leviticus 6, 12 and 13, I'll read that to your hearing, but let's go to Revelation 3, 14, 20. Let's pay careful attention to the words of the living God. At the count of three, please read boldly. One, two, three, go. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I will that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, Knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eyes salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. Somebody shout a big amen. Verse number 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, these are the words of Jesus. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Leviticus 6, 12 and 13. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. Ah, it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood in on it every morning. Sounds like GPPA. Hello, somebody. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Somebody shout, my fire will never go out. Uh, sound like a preacher. My fire will never, never, never uh, go out. For an assignment this morning, I have a question from the Lord for you and for me. That is, where is your fire? 
fire. Where is your fire? Bow your heads as we entreat our loving Father in a brief word of prayer. Our Father and our God, it is unto you and you alone we are gathered this day. The heavens are open. I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours that this day I will come to these your people, your sheep, with a word from the throne of grace. Help me to go beyond my study, my contemplation, my memory, my own natural ability and speak thus said the Lord. Let your word go forth, piercing hearts, changing lives, edifying the church, driving devils away, terrifying devils and bringing glory to your majestic name. Oh God, I hide behind the cross of Calvary. I vow as always to give you alone the praise, the glory and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray somebody shout a big amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Dearly beloved, as I prayerfully thought on what God will have me minister to you this beautiful Sunday morning, it was seen that all through the weekend I kept on hearing these words, whether in my mind, my brain, my heart, I can't tell, but it was a question, where is your fire? I'm not quite sure whether the question was speaking to me directly alone or it was addressing you, the local assembly, or perhaps addressing me and you at the same time. Where is your fire? Where is my fire? Where is our fire? I know you have these things called masks and veils over your face, but if you will please look into the eyes of your neighbor left and right and ask them a question. Hey, where is your fire? <laughs> Upon closer examination, dearly beloved, that question alone is a troubling one because it supposes or presupposes that it is being addressed to somebody or to some people who had at one time or the other the fire. Where is your fire? You can't ask me for my car if I never had a car. You can't ask me for my wife if I was never married. You can't ask me for my chain, my trinket, my cart, my cap, my house if I never had one. So when God asks you and asks me where is your fire, where is my fire, it presupposes you were once burning hot for Jesus. Where is your fire? As I kept on hearing those words in my mind, in my brain, in my heart, all through the question, all through the weekend, I quickly connected that statement to a particular scripture that is relevant to the question, where is your fire? That is found in 2 Corinthians 13 verse number 5. Where is your fire? Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves. How? The Jesus Christ is in you. Except you be reprobates. He said examine yourself. <laughs> Whether you be in the faith. You go ahead and prove your own selves. Beloved this sounds to me like a very very strong statement and question wasn't spoken or written to unbelievers but spoken to a church the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in a place called Corinth were asked this question to examine themselves and consider if they were in the faith or not in the faith examine yourself 
The implication of this statement to the body of Christ is quite a weighty one. And I want to just speak of two sides of the import of the question. To or the statement to examine yourself. To see whether you are in the faith. Number one, it is indicated that it is possible for a believer to be born again. To be once on fire, once in zeal, in passion for God and in God. And gradually begin to lose the ambers, the flames, the flicker of fire upon his life, upon their life. It's possible. That's what this statement purports. For the church asked to examine themselves to consider if they were in the faith. And these are born again believers, tongue speaking. In fact, the Bible describes the church in Corinth as thus. They came behind in no gift of the spirit. They had the gift, but yet a question was asked at the end of the second chapter, you consider yourself. So you can be walking in the gift of the spirit, walking in some dimension of maybe power, yet still the question to be asked is, are you in touch or in tune with the true God or not? The second import of this statement is thus. There is a place for believers, born again, blood washed, to from time to time to examine themselves by the Holy Ghost to see whether or not they are still in the faith and still on fire. So the question to be asked is, am I still on fire for the Lord as at when I met the Lord? Has my fire, has my zeal, has my passion, has my hunger, has my longing for the things of God began to dwindle since I gave my life to Christ? What it means to be backslidden is not just to stop coming to church, stop speaking in tongues, stop giving, stop tithing, stop evangelizing. No, 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 no. What it means to backslide is that if you were hot at level 10 yesterday and you're at level 7 tomorrow, you've backslid. Where is your fire? Beloved, from time to time, we need to be sincere before the Lord to examine our heart because nobody else can examine your heart for you. It says, let every man examine his heart. The preacher can't do it. Your wife can't. Your husband can't. The preacher may see you losing fire. Your wife may see you losing fire. Your husband may see you losing fire. But only you can examine yourself and ask, am I still burdened for Jesus or not? Go to Galeo, I pray that none of us will be a has-been anointed child of God. You know the has-been anointed. Saul was anointed once upon a time, but he lost the anointing. There is yesterday's anointing. There is today's anointing, but there is tomorrow's anointing. It is God's desire that you are anointed yesterday, today, but also in your future, still anointed. He says, at old age, <laughs> you will still be fruitful at old age. That's tomorrow's anointing. Somebody shout, I will lose the fire. Oh, you're, you're such, 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 even the way you sound, I will lose the fire. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the first love. Hmm. 
In the book of Revelation, the Bible talks about the first love. also speaks about the restoration of the first love. Revelation 2, 4 and 5, I read thus. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. So when you leave your first love for Jesus, God consider that to be a falling or backsliding. Not in a brothel, not shacking up with Lucretia and Lucy and not in Nancy, still in church, still clapping. At least so men see you. Hello, somebody. You still dance. You know when you shout the, 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 the pontificating amen to wave, the Holy Ghost waving, you know all of that. But yet it's possible that the fire has begun to go out. Where is fire? Hmm. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. <laughs> so we begin to see that the key for restoration of the fire is repentance. Repentance is not only a word that is meant to be uh, uh, used by an unsaved person who doesn't know Jesus Christ. So they repent and they come to the Lord, they're born again. But repentance is a principle that God put in the Bible for both the unbeliever and believer. But yet, many believers don't understand the value of repentance. 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 Repent is to return back to the pent from whence we get the word penthouse. You fell, you fell in your prayer life, repent. You fell in your word study, repent. You fell in your giving, repent. You fell in your life of consecration before the Lord, repent. There is a call for repentance of the church. Upon examination of our hearts before the Lord by the Holy Ghost and we find things there that are not in place as they ought to be in place. What we ought to do is to hit our feet or our knees on the ground and cry out to God. I want the fire back. I want the zeal back. I want the hunger for the loss back. I want the hunger for prayer back. Somebody said, I want the fire back. I want it back. Yes, Kotula. About a week ago, I went to Zaria where the Lord began with me in the year 1985. That's when I bowed my knees before my maker at the age of 16 going to 17. I hadn't been there for many, many years. I went back maybe after two decades or so and I realized I had a, a nostalgia came over me. It was the days of my small beard but I realized on that four wall of the campus, God helped me to do stuff that were not normal for a 17, 18 year old boy. Pioneer a fellowship. Became a church. Literally, literally by that ministry, a fire was set ablaze in one portion of the land. I said, God, uh, that happened when I was young. Now I'm getting older. I want more fire. 
Your fire should not decrease with age. It ought to increase with age. Oh, for the unbeliever, for those who don't know the Lord, they grow weaker. But we in the faith, we grow stronger. The Bible says, though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Somebody shout, I'm getting my fire back. Fire for souls. Fire to give. Fire to love. Fire to evangelize. Fire to serve. Fire for humility. Fire. Abba declares, humble yourself under his mighty hand. He will exalt you in due season. Beloved, I've got good news for you. Or news. I hope it's good. It must be good. That your fire will not return back to you automatically. You've got to go for it. Your passion your zeal will not return back to you automatically. You've got to go for it. There is a law or a principle in the scriptures that God always honors. Matthew 5 verse number 6. They that are hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be satisfied, shall be feared. God rushes to a heart that is hungry for him. God is attracted to a soul that wants him. God is drawn like metal to magnet to a man who says, God, I can't do without you. I can do without a wife, a husband, a car, shoes, Mercedes Benz, but I, I can't do without you. I can do without a jet, a yacht, a seven bedroom mansion, but I can't do without you. You're the air that I breathe. You're the song that I sing. When you think that way, God rushes. Somebody shall make me hungry. You don't sound like you want to be hungry. Okay, I think it's a mask. I, I pray in the next few days and weeks that the days of needing this ugly mask be removed in the name of Jesus. Listen, you can't allow the enemy to gag your mouth. I know we're following some laws, but guess what? Open your mouth on the mask or notwithstanding. Lord, set my heart ablaze. I refuse for any mask to keep my mouth gagged. No, sir. No, sir. Mask or no mask, I open my mouth wide to declare, let God be true. Let every man be a liar. I declare I am the head and not the tail. I declare I'm above only, not beneath. I declare I'm the world, not the sick. COVID-19 has not got a number on me. I listen, haven't you heard? A thousand shall fall by where? Your side. And guess where? Ten thousand by your right hand side. With your eyes only, you will see the reward. Listen, COVID-19 ain't got a number on you. What? You're on fire. John G. Lakes of blessed memory went to South Africa when a disease broke up there. Whatever the disease was called, he said, hey, I've come to prove a point. That I'm carrying fire. Put that disease in my head. I guarantee you under a microscope. The germs, the virus. They are going to dry up. Here you are. Tiptoeing over COVID-19. What? Something is not right. Be afraid of a pastor who is afraid of COVID-19. Ah, 
James 4, 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Hmm. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14. What is the point? The fire doesn't come back automatically. You have to go for the fire. I pray that in this new week, somebody will go for the fire. You will turn your plate upside down. Miss a meal or two. Say, Lord, I want you more than my lunch. I want you more than my breakfast. I want you more than my dinner. I want the fire back upon my life. Let God see you desperate. Let God see you hungry. Says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Don't, don't just let God say, eh, I want you maybe. No. Let him know you're desperate. Be like the psalmist who declared in Psalm 42 verse 1, as the deer pants for the water brook, so that my heart long after you, there ought to be a longing for Jesus. But you know what? Many don't really want him. They want the houses. They want the bling bling. They want the fame, the popularity, and the notoriety. They want to be on TBN and CNN and CBN. They don't really want Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14. Then shall you call upon me. You call upon God. You call upon... I wonder where you are at 5 a.m. every week when the heavens are open over the nations. I don't know about you, but you've been cheating yourself. If I were you, I would determine I ain't going to miss any GPPA anymore except under impossible circumstances. Why? Every session is uniquely fashioned to move you to your next level. 5 a.m. Next dimension. 12 a.m. Next. You see what? Ah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the people of the other world know how to enchantment and witchcraft and voodoos and doo-doos. But here you are, you think you just walk into your company like that, just, just like that. You become a governor just like that, just like, just like that. No, 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 no. You either got God or you got the devil on your side. Ha! And sure, when you sit on the seat as a federal house of rep member, you're carrying fire. Ensure when you sit on the seat as a senator of this nation, you're carrying fire. Ensure when you're pushing for the millions for the kingdom, not for your belly, not for your, your, your mouth. Ensure you're carrying fire. Why? Without fire, the devil will have the church as minced meat. John said, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming amongst you who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody shall fire. A preacher of all said, all I need is to burn for Jesus and men and women alike will come to watch me burn. God designed your life to be likened unto the burning bush in Exodus 3 that Moses saw was burning but not consumed. May your life burn for the Lord yet not consumed. What a prayer. Burn for him. Burn for him. You have one lifetime. Make it count for eternity. I want 
to the Lord's hurry want to be on the epitaph of my grave when my days are over to be more than born 1968 died 2050 more than that I one day to be said here lies a man who was used by God to shake cities to shake nations and to shake his generation for the Lord Jesus Christ somebody said I want the fire back all some will be known for is they married they had four children even the four said you can't find their destiny anywhere one rascal, not you. One rascal, one robber, one crook, one in jail. Not you, not here. We raise godly seed in this house. But that's a lot of people. The man who owned a car, owned a house. He was married. Yeah. Ah! Shout out, what the fire! Jeremiah 29, 1214. Thou! Then shall you call upon me and you shall go on and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and you shall seek me and find me. Who seeks you to the seeking? Like Moses, show me your glory. You find him when you shall search for him with some of your heart. Ah! Are you a some of your heart? Nearly some. Edgy some with all of your heart. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you tried shutting down from the office for a few, a day or two? Tell your boss, I have a very important meeting. Can you give me two, three days casual leave? I'm giving somebody some secrets for living. Just casual leave. I have a very important date. What is it? Don't worry about it. Then get your two, three days casual leave. Take a drive out of town. Get a hotel that is not expensive but clean. No disruption, no interference. Get into that room, lock the door, say, God, here I am. I'm here for business. I came with my Bible. I came with my CD players. I won't leave this room until I hear you. Begin to release your prayer language. You see, you won't be there for more than hours. The Lord will begin to speak to you expressly. Adjust, align, adjust, align. You come out from the time of being with God with clarity as to what next to do. Those three days investment will save you three years of torture. Oh, when I left my last assignment, People said, start now. Start what? Start church. I said, no. No. I want direction. I want to see what he wants me to do. I don't want to leave yesterday and repeat yesterday today. Some said, if you don't start now, they'll forget you. Say, let them forget me. I won't start because I want to be remembered. Whoever needs to forget me, forget me. They were not meant to remember me. For three months, no church with a few people still here. All we did largely was You remember that? Sandra Leah, three months in my house. Lord, we don't know where to go, what to do. As we prayed, he told us about you. <laughs> he gave us the core values. He gave us a blueprint of the ministry. Gather, equip, activate, release. Template came down 
and the assignment was now to build according to the pattern shown you on the mountain but you have no pattern no design no blueprint your life will be an exercise in futility listen when you are in his will he pays the bills listen when you are in his will listen no devil can take you out I can't tell you the number of devils and demons that have tried to take me out before my time but guess what God said no why he's on my mission on my assignment Joseph you are on assignment you may be in the pit today but you are on your way to your palace Joseph you may be a slave boy in Potiphar's house but you are on your way to your palace you may be an inmate in jail right now Joseph there is a prophetic word over your life you are on Katopa on your way to your palace somebody shall fire Joseph you're a dreamer dreamers don't die hey. oh sky and the lost fire will not return back automatically please note this you don't wish it in. Oh, when I was on campus in Enugu, in Kano, in Sokoto, I used to, I used to, I used to, ah! Whilst we with open face, beholding him as in a glass, we are changed, how? From glory to disglory? No, sir. We are changed from glory to glory. I believe you're getting stronger tomorrow, more anointed tomorrow, more blessed as it were tomorrow from glory to glory not glory to disglory not glory to shame or disgrace <laughs> you've got to go for it Matthew 7, 7 and 8 ask and it shall be given unto you when last did you ask the Lord for fire mm, I know you asked for house car, twins and triplets Trinkets and bangles and chains is not altogether wrong, but it's very, very elementary. Mm. He said, I showed to Moses my ways and the children of Israel my acts. The acts speaks of miracles and signs and wonders. I want his way. They that have the way of the Lord know the acts. They that can see the face of Jesus, they have his hand. He said, Moses, I spoke as a friend to a friend face to face. That's a man who did not have the Holy Ghost can. He wasn't baptized with fire. Yet, he became the friend of God. And God spoke. That means God kissed his mouth literally into translation. He kissed his mouth. He spoke to Moses face to face. He was a hungry man. God said, I'm not happy with you guys. But you're going to Canaan. But guess what? I am not going with you. I'm displeased with you. Have the breakthrough. Have the cars. Have the house. Have the shoe. Have the banks. But whatever it is. But I'm not going with you. But guess what? Moses said no. 
I don't want Canaan without you. I know I don't want a wife without you. No, I don't want to be a governor without you. No, I don't want to be known on TBN without. Why? Except you go with us, take us not out of the wilderness, keep us here until you change your mind and say, I'm going with you to Canaan. Moses was saying, I want you more than the blessings but the church today wants the blessings more than they want the God many are using God perhaps me too to some extent as a vending machine put your little prayer in the vending machine God give me the breakthrough give me the lifting you see, the danger with this kind of elemental prayer is this. There's something called the way of man. The way of man is such that when man is in need, man, as it were, pursues after God. Broke, pray. Single, pray. Hungry, fasting. No job, seeking God. The danger is, the way of man is such that when God gives you what you asked him, the tendency is that your pursuit will stop because what you came for, you got. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But if what you are going for is relationship and intimacy, whatever God gives you along the way is seen as freebies. It's just part of the package. That's why Apostle Paul said, I have learned to abase. I have learned to abound. In the same vein, he said, I can do all things through Christos, the anointed and his anointing, that word that strengthens me. It takes Christ to be able to abase and abound. We received a gospel in the church that told us an indication that God is happy with you and God is blessing you is because you have accessories of so-called trappings of material blessings how wrong we were there are those today who don't have the comfort you have but God is pleased with them as a matter of fact if to be told they have more faith than you and I Go to China and see the underground church. People who love Jesus, not for houses or cars. Love Jesus because he died for them. Makete, and ransomed their soul from the grave. But you and I in our day and age, in our modern time, we're saying, what have you done for me lately? Look at you, look at me. 
He slept like a dead man for nine, eight months and 13, 14 days. But God, in his mercy, woke you up. You're still asking, what have you done for me lately? The year is about to end. Let everything but have breath. Praise you, the Lord. You are alive, still standing in the game of life. How dare you or me complain? It doesn't come back on its own. Seek hunger. I pray this week from today somebody's lost hunger for God. Appetite for the word. I mean, it, it, I'm ashamed to tell you that many, many years ago as a young lad, I would spend hours pouring over the scriptures. You will hardly find me on the campus without a little Gideon Bible in the back of my pocket. It's just you hardly, you hardly, you hardly, you hardly. And we were very quick to ask, are you in the faith? Maranatha, the Lord coming. But you know, I don't know what it is, but maybe maybe this thing called prosperity or whatever it is, we began to grow more comfortable. And we, we kind of, you know, we're yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody shall fire! You know what I'm saying for those who were there? The car is too big to witness. You love, you like to drive and you know, you're the one that splashes potter potter on those around you. Say, yeah, he's, he's a poor man. He's a... of man's wisdom but in the demonstration of the power First Corinthians 2, 2 to 4 so one thing do I desire Christ and him crucified you know what I'm sorry to say but part of the reason why the church has come to this place of lukewarmness I'm sorry to say People like me contributed. Huh? A brand of gospel was preached to the church that is not the true gospel. A brand of gospel was preached to the church that the Bible calls another gospel. Another. The same catchphrase the same scriptures, the same statements that look like it, but another gospel. Why is it another gospel? It's not perceptible to the naked eyes, it's only discerned. Coast that's why I said some days ago, I know you have many teachers online, preacher in USA, Los Angeles, the one in Tokyo, in Houston, Japan. It's all right. Enjoy the potpourri, the bouquet of message, but please be selective of your spiritual diet for your soul's sake. Not for me. 
not to be erotic. For your soul's sake. There are gospels that create a broad way for you. So you don't know it by your eyes. Listen, they are discerned. Sound like it. They can draw crowds. Miracles can follow. Listen. The test of what kind of brand of gospel you've been giving your ear to, guess what? Is the fruits that is bearing in your life. If all the gospel does for you to make you want more money, that's another gospel, baby. And I can tell you there are gospels that make you want another one more, more money. Yes. I saw a book on my shelf. I haven't read it for many years now. Think and grow rich. It sounds okay. It sounds like the gospel. Why will you think and grow rich? When you ought to think like Christ. Don't be conformed to the world system, but be transformed. Uh, what? For money? No. Renewing your mind to receive the mind of Christ. Not against riches. Is how you're going for it as an issue. <laughs> Another gospel. And it tends to draw crowd. I want to bust your bubble. Jesus said in Matthew 7. Broad is the way. And wide is the gate. Eh? Awkward Jesus could hear. Interpret. The master talking. Not the me talk more. Don't dislike me for saying it. Say, it, it is what broad. And he says again, there be many there at. It's a highway. Oga, 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 Oga. It's not enough to be in church. Strive to be in touch with the Holy Ghost. I can't guarantee how many in a living church like this that are truly rapturable. Living church. How much, much a church that is not really living. Because what? The brand of the gospel preached today is popular. It's now popular to identify with being born again. We are born again. We are born again. We are born, we are born again. Broad is the way. Jesus said, Enter. The narrow way. Enter the straight gate. Why? It leads to life. Guess what? There be few that find it. Find it. Find it. I have to find it. You have to find it. When you're offered the opportunity to sign contracts, to change figures, falsify documents, find the straight way and say, No, for my soul's sake. When your spouse is out of town, she's gone off to do a master's program for two years and, 
in Los Angeles, in London, you're all alone in your house. You have an opportunity to bring loose Lucy and naughty Nancy. No! For my soul's sake. <laughs> like Joseph offered a free night, one night stand with the wife of his boss. You know, this guy, I respect Joseph, man, because many 21st Christians, they go chop clean mouth. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not me. Not, not you too, but you know. 21st century. Yeah, just chop clean. Ah! He said, I won't do this wickedness and sin against my pastor, against my wife, against my husband, against the bishop. I won't do this wickedness and sin against my God. He feared God more than he feared the boss. Where is your fire? Don't assume to be on fire when you're not on fire. First Corinthians 10 12. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth. Take heed lest he fall. Remember what the Lord said to the church in Laodicea. They were rich. They had it going like the 21st century church. Boom, you pay the bills. Boom, the car. Boom, the house. So that you don't really think you need God in those areas where money can solve them. How wrong? How wrong? How wrong? We have to learn to develop a sense of dependence on God for everything. Proverbs 3 5. Trust the Lord, not your house or your car, with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Please rise up on your feet. Cry out for two minutes for the help of God. Father, set my heart ablaze at every cost. Can you ask the Lord to identify for you the areas where lukewarmness had kicked in? I tell you something, it's better to be cold or hot than to be lukewarm. If you're cold, you need Jesus. If you're hot, you ought to be so. But look what I'm saying. I will spew you out of my mouth. Father, Lord, help me. I don't want to. Oh, Kalada, really look warm in your mouth. In church, too cold to be hot, but too hot to be considered cold. Can we pray? Can we pray? I am praying in my heart. I'm repenting. He asked me, Where is your fire? Good heart. Send to this generation. Where is fire? Somebody pray, cry out. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Set me ablaze tonight. Lay aside the weights, the sins. Repent. Say, if you repent, oh, I will not remove the lamp. Candlestick, but if you don't repent, I'm coming quickly. I stand at the door and knock. Church online across the nations, the fire is burning where you are. Go take a test. 
Oh, he chastises whom he loves. We read that now. It's a love expression this morning. He's chastising me and you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let's pray, please. I wish you had time to pray for 30 minutes. Pray, pray, cry out. No more compromise. No more double dealing. No more hot and cold at the same time. Lord, my prayer life, I want it back. My Bible study, I want it back. My life of consecration and holiness, I want it back. The reverential fear of the Lord, I want it back. Determine to cut off associations, fire quenching friends, delete them from your phone. Showing you naked bodies and on the phone, delete them, delete, delete, delete. Fire quenching associations. Set my life on fire for you. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.